I wish all of you watching could be here right now to see how much Rick picks on me no. before the broadcast. Good morning. Well, hello, We're everybody. Not supposed to say That's good what you're morning. supposed to say. Hello, everybody. There you go. There you go. And, you know, a uh, lot of our folks that have watched have gotten right? used to that. So. They have. Yeah. How about, uh, don't forget to hit that bell. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. And, I really uh, want to get T-shirts made that say that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Big, big bell like they big have. Big round bell. Yeah. yeah. Hit, hit that, that bell. bell. Yeah. That'd be that reveal. That'd be perfect. Yeah. How have you been? A lot of people have been hitting that bell, by the way. Yeah. They have been. It's pretty good. So how have you been? I've been good. Been good. Busy. Very busy? Yeah, very busy. Good had summertime busy? Had a lot going on. A lot of, uh, uh, really a lot of officer situations, you know. Yeah. And yeah. uh, deals helping cops so, and their families. That's right. That's right. Some uh, pretty severe incidents. So yeah, but uh, yeah. Other than that, you grab a but a blessing for you to be there. Blessing to be there. Love it. Is it. Right. Love it. it. Is right. You fulfill purpose. Yeah. When that's part of the purpose of your life, you just feel very thrilled to be able to fulfill purpose, just like you do. That's right. <clears throat> and uh, then you grab a minute to maybe wet a line if you can or um, work on the house or all those good things yeah we've had a lot of people commenting on the episodes which has been good that is good getting involved in the chat there which yeah. has been awesome including one that i fully supported which is the need for more coffee on the table more, during yeah the more coffee yeah um uh, our special guests that we've had, there've been yep. a lot of people really talking about those episodes. Yeah, man, you can't they were awesome. Right? You, uh, that's it's uh, always nice to have somebody. Uh, Doctor Mark stop T. In. Berkeley and yeah. Bill Westfall. That's right. I called him Doctor Doctor uh, Westfall. Westfall. Doc Westfall. That's Doc his, Westfall. Uh, cowboy name. Yeah, that's a cowboy name. Yeah, barbecue Doc. He's a doctor of barbecue. <laughs> And, and Cracker Barrel. That's right. That's right. He so knows, that was great. He's eating at 450 of those. We've had a lot of folks that have uh, really dialed in on that one. That really spoke to him in a it lot did. of ways. So, yeah. of course, that's what the Westfall leadership does. stuff. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. What a what a man. What a what a hit. A walking historian. That is true. My goodness. But it was uh, well noted in that episode <clears throat> that I ran out of coffee early. In the discussion. It's true. Which is a tragedy. It was a tragedy. And it was suggested that we get a coffee pot, but we went yeah. in a different direction. Yeah, we, because there's a lot of history there around is. this for it's you It's our and I. custom. It is, right? You and I. It's our, it's our tradition. People our don't custom. know about that. Explain yeah. a little bit. Well, um, at every major uh, traumatic incident that you and I have been a part of, that's the sad part, yep. right? There's yep. been too many of those um, in what we both do. Uh, with law enforcement, uh, we've always kind of at the end of it had a cup of coffee. Yep, get together in the and, parking lot with the thermos yeah, with and the have, thermos, a, cup have a cup of coffee. That's right. And either I'll bring it or you'll bring it. One of us will bring it. And it's just wild. It always works out that way. It is right. And uh, and then uh, when my dad died, mm. um, somebody showed up at the door of my parents' house uh, with the thermos. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, we had a cup of coffee. My dear precious friend, uh, that is your wife, hmm. sent a um, a cup that uh, was very very special to her. 
mm-hmm. uh, was the lid of that one. And we had a cup of coffee. And when you opened the door, of course, it was a huge surprise. And you're holding that mug and said, <laughs> I just thought you might want a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, dear God, you drove eight and a half hours yeah. to bring. So it's pretty special. Very, very special to me. I think pretty special to you, yeah. too. So. so it makes sense that instead of doing the coffee pot, we did our thermos that we always use anyways. Yeah. And I love the idea of uh, having a little extra stockpile of coffee here on the table for us. So uh, you keep talking, I'll pour us a cup. How's that Oh, you you actually have coffee. Oh, there's coffee in here. Dude, come on, man. (laughs) You better believe it. Now let's see if we spill it or anything. So go on, go on. Yeah, so uh, the powerful part of that is uh, this past week, there was a lot of uh, events that took place. Yeah. Uh, you were out of town doing some great mm. spiritual loving and caring work yes, for sir. officers. Yes, sir. And I was here doing the same thing. Doing the same officers. thing, holding it down. And, yeah. and, uh, oh, man, uh, that coffee smells need. good. So, yeah, it does smell great. You it's guys excuse us cups, for so. a minute while we uh, but everybody have needs a, to always have a little, little, there you go. little toast there. Hmm. It kept it hot. <clears throat> that's yeah. for sure. So how do you oh, like those cups? Good. So we also got some different those. cups sitting yeah. there. Brought you those, those were back. Awesome. We brought those back from your trip. Yeah. So these are uh, very special mugs that were uh, and, uh, part of a law enforcement retreat that yeah. uh, I had the ability to go and serve at. The uh, It's a great program. It's new. That's really kind of come online here in the last, just the last couple of years with a strong, uh, a strong uh, schedule to it and yeah. the skeleton where we're putting the meat on it but the uh billy graham association yeah um what a great, you know, what a great billy graham what a name oh, there Fra- right and uh franklin graham loves cops that's right they so, love cotton and edward of course with yeah. all of his military experience yeah so. so you've got billy graham association samaritan's purse um and uh franklin graham has really transformed all of that into a worldwide ministry and great help to people going in and rebuilding homes, but really rebuilding lives, right? And you see that right. all over. They're actually over in the Ukraine right now. They've been over there in the middle of a war zone uh, supporting folks and then all over our country helping out. They're all around the world, and Edward Graham has really led sure. that effort. But a lot of people may not know for about the past 10 years, they've provided a retreat for military veterans who have been critically injured, blown up overseas, different things like that where – uh, they've been able to give a, a little uh, uh, retreat in Alaska, yeah. and it's a powerful deal. It's been going for about 10 years. Well, just in the last couple of years, uh, Franklin Graham made the decision to expand that to law enforcement officers, awesome. especially after seeing everything that we've been going through as oh, of late. Yeah. So this summer, um, they launched really the first formal law enforcement uh, resiliency retreat for officers have been critically injured, uh, been in critical incidents uh, for them and their spouses. And so I uh, had to get the opportunity to go up and serve in the That's first so week awesome, of that man. and walk alongside some couples and uh, watch God just uh, meet them there in the mountains of Alaska and, Touch their lives. and transform them. That's exactly yeah. right. So I uh, just want to uh, thank the Billy Graham Association, Franklin Graham, Edward yeah. Graham, and all the folks who make that possible, all the donors and all the uh, volunteers. I mean, the volunteer network <clears throat> is unbelievable within Samaritan's Purse and the BGEA. But they also have a rapid response team. 
yeah, of chaplains, yes. right? Oh, so yeah. for our law enforcement folks, this is really key. When Samaritan's Purse goes into cities and towns to help rebuild, they also have a chaplain group that comes in with them. It's called the Rapid Response Team. And they do chaplaincy to the community and to the families affected and all those things. Right. Now, they came here when we had mm. our FedEx shooting. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so they were here for that. Within 24 hours, oh, they were yeah. here. And so, but they also go in and reach out to the frontline law enforcement officers that Come were involved on. in those incidents. And many of those chaplains are active or retired law enforcement yeah. officers. So it's a law enforcement ministry chaplaincy that exists. So. I've had the opportunity to participate with that. That's and, uh, awesome. We got the opportunity to go up to Alaska, walk alongside these couples, um, and uh, God did meet them there. He it did. was amazing it to was watch beautiful. and witness. Yeah. So That's shout awesome. out to everybody. I wanted to say hello to all of them if I could real go, quick. Go, it. You know do me. It. You know me. The way that you know that I like you is if I change your name or give you a nickname. Right, right? yeah. So, so they're going to know who so, they yeah, are. Yeah, bear yeah. with me. So I want to say hey, hey to uh, Tall Mike and Maverick. They'll understand <laughs> Uh, Duty and Clarice. Duty and Clarice. Quiet John and Boots. They'll all know who They'll they are. They'll all know who that is. And yeah. then Angler, Angler Dave, Mighty Fisherman, yeah. and Kimberly. They, there you uh, go. They were fantastic to be with. They really uh, started off as fellow officers and families, but really uh, really just became quick friends and, and really consider them family members as well. Now, I understand that uh, your greatest enemy that you had there mm. uh, was mosquitoes the size of sparrows. It's the state bird of Alaska, which is <laughs> the, the mosquito. Uh, I always thought, I always heard about it, but I never fully appreciated it. Until oh man, they're wicked. It's like the black flies up wherever in Wherever you walk, just swarmed with them. So yeah. we had to wear mosquito nets a lot of times. Uh, so and, at first I thought you were else. beekeeping. I, <laughs> I thought... Well, why are they weird? Why do they beekeep? That's no, a weird, that's that a weird thing to do on a retreat. For I wish that course. were the case. It's like, we're going to help you with your troubles. <laughs> no. And we have some beehives. No. If you can handle Mm-mm. being stung by 4,000 bees, this is our way of helping you get over nope. your trauma. Ate up by but, mosquitoes. But so. it was really. And I really want to thank and uh, just really just. <laughs> I can't say enough about uh, all the folks that uh, the the small group that's up there at the Mystic Lake Lodge. Yeah. Uh, we they called them staff, but within a half a day, the officers and their spouses said, "No, no, no, they're family." And so it's the yeah. Mystic Lake family. So uh, Matt and Ellen, who heads all that up, Brian and Patty. Thank you, Matt and, and Ellen. Then, Brian and, and Patty, and then also Seth, Ben, and Rachel, who really uh, just. Seth, young, young folks that are volunteering up there and just helping to change lives. So. Well, if you're watching the program today, you ought to shout and clap and just say their names and God are. bless them and help them and anoint them for what they're doing. And, uh, man, they're laying up treasure in heaven, touching lives, yeah. helping these families and couples be uh, healed and recover from incidents and situations that uh, – uh, they probably would not uh, otherwise. That is right. And then they meet Jesus. That is right. So right? you're there in the middle of nowhere, right? The closest people to us were 90 miles away. Come on, man. Think about that. Hey, 90 miles just away. Just drop me off up there, would you please? And you're in, in the middle of God's creation and uh, seeing awesome. the mountains and Denali and 
the lakes and wow. streams and rivers and all those other things, right? And you think that's what this is what this is all about, but really what we learned and uh, had the opportunity to talk with Franklin Graham there. What For he, those of you who are 50 and over, that would be Mount McKinley, just yeah. so you know. So, anyway. Uh, so when, uh, Franklin Graham made clear, which was a great point, he said, you know, you think that's what this is all about, but what it really is all about is to take away all the distractions and then you focus on God's creation. And then it's there that he meets you. He meets you. And that's exactly what we watched happen. And we watched, uh, marriages be restored, vows be rededicated. We also watched uh, folks give their lives to Jesus and a good number be baptized in the lake there in Alaska. How deep does it snow up there? Uh, I asked that question, and they said, who knows, right? They they talked about that there's times where they have uh, snow machine trails and whatnot, and there's snow on either side of them that's 8, 10 feet deep. Holy So Pretty incredible. And remember, while we were up there, it's in the summertime, so it's— Really, twenty-four hours of daylight, which is a little—that's a wild deal. That yeah, is that's a wild. really wild deal. But then you think about in the winter time, they also experience twenty-four hours of yeah. darkness for a period of time. Yeah. So, so did wild. you get to see any northern lights or anything? Well, you probably can't Not see that because it's daylight. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we got to see moose and a lot of bear tracks. Thankfully, no bears that we ran up on, and uh, eagles, eagles nest, and so fishing. I always wondered if you have a goose. And you have a flock of them, and they're called geese. If you have a moose, hmm. <laughs> why wouldn't a herd of them be called meese? I don't know. It's just a question. <laughs> <laughs> that's an unanswered question there. Yeah, that's so. uh, that's one I guess nobody wanted to say meese, yeah. maybe. Geese was cool, but yeah. meese. So yeah, there's some meese that ran by here. Yeah. Like, yeah. That eh, probably wouldn't work. So we spent uh, we spent quite a bit of time together, and uh, it was awesome watching folks get dunked in the lake there and give their lives Amen. to the Lord. And here's what I, what I thought was key is you got folks that come there with trials, tribulations, but trauma, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, we climbed a mountain while we were there. That's uh, awesome. Literally climbed a mountain. Uh, <laughs> Good old Matt there, the, the lead guide, see. said it was a hike, but it was a climb. It was a climb. Yes. I can see your head just pouring sweat, mm. your mm. face all red. I was looking for oxygen. So, <laughs> uh, But we had a true mountaintop experience awesome. together, and, uh, and then when we had the baptisms, you could see a lot of trauma, drama, and junk was left there in that lake, and we watched people be renewed. And Now, that was your first baptism, right? It was, and how and how did that? How did you feel about that? How was that? It was honestly a, a, a great honor. It was just humbling, yeah. um, and to be able to, uh, you know, I, I thanked everybody for just allowing me to be a part Isn't of that, that experience for them because that's a life changing event, is. right? Uh, a marker in your life, and just yeah. to be able to be there and be a part of that is a blessing. That's awesome. Yeah. When people don't realize, they take baptism kind of as a rig- ritual. religious ritual, yeah. but they really, you don't realize. I love baptism. I mean, my life was changed through water baptism by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's just a moment in my life where my life was changed. Dr. Barkley, who we had on the program, mm. his life, baptism was extremely Mm-hmm. special to him as well but when you when you're a part of helping other people be baptized mm. there is 
it blesses you because you can see the difference oh. in when they're yeah. about to go under the mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. And then and then you sense too that release and that lifting of the burden of sin right. off of their lives when they come up. And they're just new they leave stuff in that water, right. brother. I mean, it's just it's there. They they don't take it up with them. Well, you so. know, and the important thing about that, we and of course we talked about it before we did the yeah. I always call it a dunking, but yeah. uh, uh, you know the Bible and the original Greek version, which you've shown me, it, you know, calls it immersion. It so right. the original writing says immersion. So you're dunked uh, yeah, in the water, to be immersed, yeah, baptizo, uh, yeah. And yeah. so, um, but we talked about what that means, and you know, it's it's not you give your life to Christ by faith, right, and asking Him to come into your heart, come into your life. But then right. the baptism is really replicating Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. That's right. And the key in all of that is that resurrection when they're coming up anew, just like yeah. he did. And uh, you're you're dying to sin uh, in that water. You're uh, uh, replicating that and then coming up and rising anew and new life. And that's really what this was all about. And, and Rome says, in resurrection power. That's the key, you, you right? You come out in resurrection power. Power, yeah. that's right. And then he says, if that same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then it is the power that quickens or makes alive your mortal body so that you that's right. You are prepared for a life of Christian service and discipleship. Well, and a lot of people uh, struggle with the whole discussion, discussion and concept of resurrection and resurrection power. Yeah. Right. It was a power that resurrected uh, the body, uh, the physical body. But if there was no resurrection, all then this is Jesus. Well, we, That's it's right. all in vain, Paul. That's so right. we, uh, it's part of the Pauline, what's called the Pauline Creed. Yeah. Uh, in First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen, mm-hmm. um, it would be a waste of. We'd, we'd be wasting our time even doing what we're doing now. That is right. Uh, because it wouldn't matter. Jesus would have just been a man that died just like any other man and stayed dead. And we're kind of like really being goofy. Well, you and I are wasting a lot of time. And isn't that where case. he said if, 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 that, if it's not true, then we ought to all just eat, drink, and, and be merry. Going right? about our way. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. he then says, but that's not the case. But that's not the case. It right? is true. Right. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for people to re- to wrestle with the the thought process or the concept or the, or just the reality of resurrection. Yeah. You know, they say that uh, Thomas Jefferson was that way, that he was a believer in Jesus, but he never could get around that resurrection. Right. He couldn't. He just couldn't make sense of that, which yeah. is really interesting when you think about this great mind and yeah. father of our country and, you know, all these other things. But Well, I've found that people with great minds struggle with faith. Yeah. Because they they want to have sight that's right. of something that's unseen. Faith is a substance that's right. of things hoped for. It's evidence of things not seen, right. but it's not the thing that is seen yet. That's right. So people who want to live life by sight mm-hmm. all the time, uh, they really struggle with faith and believing because faith is something that's not seen. Well, and then if you fold that back in, it's, it can be difficult for somebody who thinks they're too far gone 
Oh, that, that's that yeah. they, you know that there is no hope yeah. that they can put their faith in Jesus and in doing so he yeah. can make them anew. Right. They can be reborn. Um, and then with the baptism and that demonstration of the resurrection power, they come up out of that water, a new person, uh, leaving all the junk behind, mm-hmm. and then they're uh, off and running, you know. And so, uh, again, just to be able to see that, it made me think of 1 Corinthians 15 and what Paul says yeah. about the resurrection. But also uh, in Romans, he also writes in chapter 6. Right. Um, about the about baptism and right. water baptism. So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that today yeah. and uh, kind of reinforce that and then also just uh, <clears throat> uh, pray great blessings over these couples and this this uh, the Billy Graham Association and the ministry and what they're doing there. I can't thank yeah. them enough. My goal, my hope is that someday we can have Edward on here uh, who really is... Oh, I'd love to do that. You know, yeah. we've spent time with him. Both of us yeah. have and... Uh, he was here for a, a national conference and uh, a great guy, military veteran, Boy, army ranger. Hell. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Yep, and uh, calling fire in on top of his head just to right. take the enemy out, and uh, which is something that law enforcement officers can connect to when he's talking, and and uh, yeah, he's no really doubt. able to point them back to where our hope comes from. Yep. So speaking of First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Paul says, because I delivered up to you when first that I also by my choice received how Christ died by his choice. I always like that part. By his choice. By his choice. He, he laid Jesus down said, his life. no man takes my life. That's right. Uh, you know, I've been able to talk to many Jewish friends about that because they always feel like Christians are, uh, they have a stigma where Christians are concerned because we blame them for killing Jesus. Hmm. And I've always been able to uh, help them understand that Jesus himself said, no man takes my life. That's right. I lay it down. And they were only able to do that at the timing that he said and established. But he says, by his choice, in behalf of our sin natures and sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was made buried, and that he was made risen up, after the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was spiritually seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. So, so in law, I want every law enforcement officer to listen to this, because right now what I'm sharing is I'm sharing the eyewitnesses. If you had a case, that's right, and you had this many eyewitnesses, uh, you would absolutely, and the prosecutor would absolutely say, "Oh, this is." This is an open and shut case right here. That he was spiritually seen by Cephas, then by the 12. After that, he was made seen by over 500 brethren at one time. So over 500 people saw him at once. So right now we're at 513 people, Mm -hmm. eyewitnesses. We're in many more continuing up to for now, but also some have been made resting asleep. In other words, they died shortly after that. Mm -hmm. After that, he was seen by James, following that by all the apostles, and last of all, as though not from due time, I also was made an apostle, or or he saw him too, a witness unto that. So you got all these eyewitnesses of the resurrected Jesus the Christ, 
of all these eyewitnesses that know that he rose from the dead like he said he would do, so completed the prophetic words he uttered out of his own mouth. And uh, all for you and I, and Paul goes on in the rest of the chapter to talk about because of Adam. When you talk about the plight of this world and the circumstances of man, the, the, the struggle of humanity, which you see and officers see every day, I see every day, that's all because of the sin of Adam in the garden. Sure. And then that sin in our blood. That's right. Right? So we're all born into sin. Everybody is. Right. Before you ever do anything wrong, you're still born into sin. Nothing you can do about it. But Paul gives a great description of Jesus came to undo or to give an answer to what Adam caused. Right. And he will restore all creation, the earth, the heavens, that took a hit from Satan when Adam sinned, rightfully so, because mm-hmm. Adam sinned, Adam and Eve. All the perversion, all the things you arrest people for, all the laws that are broken, every run that you ever take as a copper, every situation, every painful death, every painful, every baby, every circumstance, every child, every elderly person that's been attacked or can't solve any issue themselves, Jesus came to provide the answer to restore that when he physically comes to restore peace. Well, and that's the key. And that's one things that we talked about with uh, couples, right, is that this is a, we serve a God of restoration. Right. And he can restore our marriage, our family, our lives. Um, and uh, that's why we put our faith in him. That's right. Right? And uh, that's, a, that's a powerful thing when you latch on to it. Uh, because a lot of times when you've lost hope or you think things are are too broken to be able to put back That's together right. again, there we have a God who is a God of restoration who can make it, not only put it back together again, this is the key part in the power, the resurrection power is, yeah. and make it anew. Make it anew. That's better right. than yeah. what it was before. That's right. It's not, a, you know, I, I, I talk, I have conversations with officers and they talk about, I wish I could just put all the pieces back together. And I always ask why, because if you put it all back together, you just got what you had That's right. before, you the right? Old stuff. Yep. And so what we talk about is a God of restoration who can not just put it back together, but actually make it anew. Amen. And you can and you can start you can start new, right? And that's the great power when people when that clicks for people, uh, myself included, and you and everybody, mm-hmm. right? Is that uh, it? It truly is a mulligan of life there. <laughs> But you also get to start from a place, a different place uh, than where you started from uh, being born into sin. And that's the whole that's the whole point. That's what's demonstrated in going down in that water and coming back up out of there. And uh, every time I've seen that, you can see it visibly. There you go. You really <laughs> on can. On the person. Yeah. Uh, they come out a diff- different than when they went in. Yeah. There's like a, if they're serious and they're not doing it for just some... Uh, corny show, reason or right. show mm-hmm. or for religious duty. That's right. Uh, man, you'll see that difference in their life and they'll tell you, I felt every bit of the things that I've ever said, done, thought, I felt it wash off of me in this water. And that I awesome? I love it. Oh my god! Isn't that awesome? I love it. We, you know, we have a party here at our church. Yeah. 
baptism has almost become a thing in churches where it's just like, you know, five or ten people show up or a couple of people, you know, and the old elderly people, you know, they Mm -hmm. still like, man, here at the Father's house, and I'm not saying that for any other reason than just to say that we should be celebrating these things. We celebrate. We have party afterwards. We, you know, God... God was so into festivals and parties, he required it of his people Mm. in the Old Testament. Mm. Well, we get born again, or the American church, we get all stuffy, like we shouldn't celebrate things. Well, the power of celebrating resurrection with someone, imagine what would happen in your life. This is what I think about. If you were at a funeral, okay, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden through the all the mourning and the tears and the weeping and the crying and the and the wailing and the sadness over that person's life that's gone they all of a sudden raised up and said I don't know what happened but but I'm alive now what what would everybody do mhm there'd be a party well first of all They'd half of, half of the people would already have run out of the building right. screaming but the but the family and the people that love them, if they were restored to them, would absolutely shout and cry and dance. And, and they'd say, I tell you what we're doing, we're going to go have a party. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's the same thing that Jesus, he starts out at a party mm-hmm. at the marriage in Canaan. Same thing for me. I love to gather together with God's people and have a great time, especially after something as wonderful sure. as a uh, baptism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we just lost a light. That's all right. That's all right. So We're called to be the light. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah, you and I, we'll just make up the difference. <laughs> I'm so sipping well, this coffee. One of the things that I like in that and what you're saying, and Paul writes about it in here, and he makes the the connection is he really talks about a perishable seed, right? We're all a seed, and... The seed, the kernel has to die that's right. right for the plant or to grow. Yep. And that's really what happens in our lives. And um, you know, and the the other thing is that it, it also gives us that great promise, right? So Jesus dies on the cross cross, not just for our sins, but to transform us uh, in the here and now, right? right? With our faith in him and the cross of the object of our faith. Yep. And then in that, with the resurrection and the baptism, is to give us the great hope and promise that w- this mortal body isn't the end. That's right. Right? That there's right. an eternal life that is way beyond that. Mm-hmm. And that happens because he rose back up. <laughs> and this And this body is like the husk of a kernel of wheat. That's it. It's it falls it goes it falls back. apart. What do we say? Yeah, I just said it not too long ago. We commit this body mm-hmm. to the ground, yep. ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Right, right. From, from where the body was formed, right. it is returned, mm-hmm. and then the body, the body, mm-hmm. because that's what it is. It's made up of you know your. I don't want to say this wrong, but you're a dirt bag. I mean, you're just a bag of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> say that all the time in the cop world right <laughs> dirt bag but but that's really what we all are we're just bags of dirt uh-huh. uh this is a house we live in but the real you and the real me is what leaves this body yeah when we 
step into that other dimension. When we go into that heavenly realm, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you're born again, mm-hmm. if you've gone through this process in life of mm-hmm. accepting him mm-hmm. as the savior of your life, because if you don't, then you are stuck mm-hmm. in that Adamic problem you have. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem of sin. And the only answer for that is Jesus the Christ. That's right. So when you do have that, then you have great hope of resurrection. Now, I have a lot of officers sometimes, if you mention coming to the church or, you know, military guys, because of the stuff they've had, they say, oh, pastor, man, if I ever come to the church, lightning will strike us all. I'm like, well, it hadn't struck yet. Mm -hmm. You've done nothing any worse than the rest of us have done. Because we've all sinned, it's a verse in Romans, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In just average conversation in the Greek, that means as an arrow would be stretched and shot at a target, it falls short from the target or it misses the bullseye. We miss the mark. Mm -hmm. So because of Jesus, we can hit the bullseye every time. And it's all because of his sacrifice and his grace. Well, we can relate to the sacrifice, That's right? What, we yep. talk about That's that all the time. Going, so, so officers can relate to that. The selfless sacrifice, laying down your life for others yeah. by choice. Right. Uh, and I always say we lay down our lives when we raise our right hand. It's That's not right. when the incident occurs. That's we laid right. our life down a long time ago. If you don't, you won't lay it down when the incident occurs. Well, that's right. And so... Coppers can relate to that. They can connect to that. It's the same thing that Christ did on the cross. That's why it's so important <clears throat> that we stay focused on that cross. And then in this 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 baptism and this this demonstration of the resurrection. I mean, that's that's just a great. You know, everybody talks about you know we have a line of duty death and we lose an yeah. officer and we talk about being with them again. Well, the idea of that. <laughs> Only comes through the the ability to resurrect and, and be together right again, here, right? And so um, that's just the great beauty, and it really is a beautiful thing to witness um, now, watching that. And and you can say the words, but but you have to also believe with your heart. That's right. Uh, if not, then you're you're walking in false hope. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus says three things that you and I overcome the world with. The blood of the lamb, mm-hmm. his blood. Again, we're talking about his sacrifice. The word of your testimony. By that, he means if you can testify that you have accepted and walk in the accepted sacrifice that he made for your sin and you place that burden on him instead of you carrying it. And then the third one is not loving your life even unto death. Right. Right. So coppers already have, they start out with that one. Mm-hmm. They already don't love their life, so to speak, in that mm-hmm. respect, even unto death. In other words, their target is upholding the law and righteousness. Well, and they see a bigger picture than just their own life. Yeah. Right. Their testimony is, I uphold the law. I think they, most police officers understand they work for a greater purpose or they're really not walking in that calling. Yeah, right? you wouldn't do the job. You wouldn't do the job. It's too much. It demands too much of you. Right. 
the last one is the only one that really you need to concentrate. You guys, I'm telling you, it, there's already so much in you that understands the whole principle of Christ and what he preached. Mm-hmm. It's just accepting that last part, and that is the blood of the Lamb as the sacrifice for your sin. And you know, we, and, and in that, I think part of the reason why it can be a struggle for folks, especially for cops, is because it involves surrender. That's right. It involves laying it all down. You know, one of the things we talked about there, and I, we talk about other times, is you know, I shared with them, uh, and I've talked about it before, where we had this chief of police that came in, and he said, "Yeah, man, you look like you're carrying around five-gallon <clears throat> buckets full of rocks. Just set your buckets down for a minute, yeah. right? Yeah. So we talked about that. It was one of the things we talked about in that water that we were going to we're going to unload those buckets there, right? That's right. And uh, that really is the whole point. So when an officer says, I don't know about that, and they, and they, they feel so anxious about the surrender concept, what's important to think about is you're sur- think about it as laying down all your junk. Right. You're sur- you know, it's like uh, you get so focused on being so possessive of all your trauma, drama, junk that – when just think about laying that down and taking that off of yourself. Um, well, again, cops have already done that. I mean, you, you, if you're in the if you're in the academy, uh, that's the first place you're going to start out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have had a way that you saw law enforcement. You may have had a way you thought about law enforcement. Mm. You may have had a way that you felt about law enforcement and how easy it might be, or what you think, or how good you might be at it. But in the academy, uh, you are literally forced to lay yourself down and take up the new understanding of how law enforcement actually operates. Yeah, That's why you go through the academy, because everybody knows you don't think right about it when you get there to start with. That's why you need an instructor mm-hmm. who instructs you in the way physically, physically, uh, uh, emotionally, psychologically, uh, they've got to make sure that they have gotten through any idea or ideals that you've had about being a police officer. Well, they, they strip it down. They strip there you, you down and then build you back up again, right? If you don't surrender, you don't do well. You get weeded out. So actually, the strongest officer is the one who was willing to surrender the quickest and the most. Yep. Same thing in walking with God or being a believer. The guy or gal who receives the greatest, right, Mm -hmm. is the one who's willing to surrender the quickest and the most. That's right. And they leave it all. Well, I always talk about leave it at the foot of the cross. That's it. That's what it's there for, right? And you can do that in, in in the water as well. And you leave it behind. It stri- he strips that off of you, and then he builds you back up again. And it's a process. It's not an end-all, be-all, right? That's right. It is when you put your faith in Jesus, right? And That's you've been right. saved. You've been reborn. But then the process begins, and it's a process of him uh, transforming you. That's right. Molding Isn't that you, awesome? right? Yeah. And that's where I think people get hung up. We talk about this word sin. Yeah. A, a small three-letter word that nobody Woo! wants to talk about or use. Any, oh, right? yeah. And sin really means what? Separation from God. That's right. Right? 
So it really means you sin is you've turned your back on God. Mm-hmm. You you know and whatever it was that you did, uh, and it's not in alignment with His will. Right. You turned your back on Him, <clears throat> and that's a sin. Well, people want to call it everything else, and we want to talk about uh, why people commit crimes, why people do bad things, and we come up for all, with all these reasons, rationales, all the excuses, all these other things. It's, it's, it's sin. sin. It's just sin. What you arrest people for mm-hmm. is sin. That's right. I preach about on Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Or any other time I'm preaching. Right. I, I told I told a cop this one time, and he went. He just looked at me, just just stared at me, and he went, I never thought about it like that. You're right. Mm-hmm. It is sin. I said, right. Mm-hmm. It's There's nothing new. The Bible says there's nothing new under the heavens. There's That's nothing right. new under the sun. It's it's still the same sin that Adam and Eve got hooked with in the garden. Right. The lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. the lust of the eyes, I want what's not mine, mm-hmm. the pride of life. Mm-hmm. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. I can do it myself. I don't need anything. Cops right? never say that, do they? The lust of the flesh, <laughs> everything you can touch, feel, mm-hmm. sensual, sexual, perverted, whatever. Uh, it's, it's all... The, the, pleasing myself right um so it's still the same three categories of sin the devil's not a creator he's he is a perverter of what has already been created he can't create anything new he uses you and me in our creative nature given to us by god to create things and then he works with those to make them worse or bigger pervert them so, but the the key point is, it, uh, we've talked about this before. Where people say, "Well, when I get all my stuff together, or where, when I get rid of all my junk, then the, then I'll give my life to Christ." Well, yeah. you can't, right? Only the, He can take that away from you. So you were up there on a fishing lake. Mm-hmm. How many fish did you clean before you caught them? None. <laughs> Perfect example. That's right. You don't clean any fish before you catch it. You don't get. You know, you don't just go out and go cleaning cars all down the street. No, mm-hmm. you clean your car, but but it's your car. You mm-hmm. so Jesus, if you let him catch you, he'll work on the cleaning part. Mm-hmm. He has a process. Mm-hmm. Baptism's one of them that starts the process of the cleaning, or uh, the biblical term would be sanctification. Mm-hmm. The cleaning process. Of your life. But it's I-N-G, not E-D. It's right. not cleaned. It's cleaning. Cleaning. That's and it's right. A, and it's a process. And, and that's, that's a right. key point for folks to latch on to, which is uh, well, you give your, your life to Christ. You're baptized in his death and brought back up in his resurrection. It doesn't mean that you're not going to screw up again. That's right. A lot of people think, of well, I screw up again. I messed it up. No, no, do no. It all that's over what again. grace is oh, for. That's right. It's right. And he picks you back up and he says, you, you repent for it. You yeah. turn back to him and say, I messed that up, Lord. Uh, I'm sorry for that. And yeah. then he says, get back up. Dust, Let's do it again. Right? And get back on That's right. on the track. And the it, Holy Spirit's a great FTO. Yeah. He is a great <laughs> That's If right. you just let him do his job, mm-hmm. you, you, you will be, you'll be an awesome officer of the spiritual laws of life, and you'll be able to function uh, and do great with the Holy Spirit. And the key point here is he's the FTO officer that never leaves you alone. That is right. He never leaves you. 
Yeah, there is no rotation. With There's them. no rotation with him. It's a great relationship. That's right. And uh, and he works in your life to bring you along to make you the most severe copper you could ever be. So when you think about uh, officers, military veterans, spouses that are enduring and struggling with post traumatic stress and things such as that, right? And and you wonder how do I work through this? How do I get through this? How do I get over this? One of the greatest things you can do is is invite the Lord into your heart, into your life, and allow Him to take that on, right? Yeah. You set it down at His feet. He takes that on. He walks alongside you, and He's going to help guide you through those struggles and into a life that you, you could never you imagine. Never imagine. And that's it, the resurrection that's power. That's the resurrection power. Right. And it's and it's equal for every man or woman, boy or girl. That's right. It's he's not a respecter of person. That's right. He doesn't just give that to preachers, by the way. <laughs> he he gives it to everybody. Right. And he works and lives in you like with everybody, and he leads and guides you according to his SOPs, like everybody. Therein lies the power of the cross. Therein and and I would suggest right. to you why so many people don't want officers, spouses, families, anybody hearing this. The reason why they don't want them hearing it is because you'll quickly find out that at the foot of the cross, our need is equal. We've all fallen short, That's right. right? Our That's need right. is equal, but here's the key. So is our value. That's right. Regardless of who you are, what you look Hallelujah. like, where you come from, any defects, Woo! deficiencies, anything you We're think you have. That. That's right. Our value is equal in the sight of the Lord. Totally. And uh, that's the power. And that's why you say, I'll drop all this junk. I surrender. Hands up. That's right. And uh, let him take over from there. Amen. And uh, that's what we got to watch. I'm I'm confident that we're going to see many, many couples go through that and then become a testimony than many others. And uh, this is building. One of the things we keep saying is, I firmly believe, I know you do as well, and I know many others who are seeing it and believing it, which is there is a great revival that is stirring. Absolutely. And it really is the American law enforcement officer, the most persecuted profession there is in our country. When people watch officers turn their hearts to God, turn their hearts to the cross, mm-hmm. and and under that intense persecution be able to still love their enemy Yep. people who despise them, yep. they'll say, what is that? What's that about? And right in that moment, we can share the hope that we all have. Which the is, hope of Jesus the Christ and his burial and resurrection. That's good stuff. It's awesome. That that's is good awesome, stuff. Man. There you go. And see, that's the that's the key to this podcast. It is. And uh, we call it the Remnant Revealed Family for a reason. Yeah. Um, that uh, we all come here with all of our junk. And, that's uh, right. You know, and 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 shame and condemnation, yep. and we lay it down, and then we celebrate together. We have that party together. Unload it, yes, we do. And that's the value of the uh, the chat area and the comments. That's right on the YouTube channel and all those other yep. things. That's why we say, talk to us. Talk in that. to us. Ask tell questions, us so. things you want to hear and talk about, um, because we're all in this thing together. Ask us a question, and we'll research it. We may know it. We may know an answer. If we don't. We'll definitely get our books out and start researching it and find out the answer. So bring a thermos of coffee. 
Yeah. Dig into it a little bit. Maybe uh, we bring a different thermos every once every in a once while. Every once in a while, yeah. We might find a vintage up. or a R&R thermos. Yeah. Might find one that somebody had when they climbed up Mount Denali or something. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You never yeah. know. It'd be good. Find a thermos. That'd be good. If you've got an old vintage wonderful thermos <laughs> and you want to send it to us, the address is down at the bottom. <laughs> We'll put it on the table there and have some coffee and that's right and uh, sharing that and that's I always hope people can grab a cup like on a Saturday morning or a su- yeah. Sunday afternoon and listen or and, watch the podcast yeah, tune in or at least for your code three when you're at uh, at your office or out on the road or the street be able mm-hmm. to pull over and uh, watch a short or yeah. something of uh, of that nature so grab a but cup let us know in. you're watching. Grab a cup of coffee or hot tea, whatever. Some people like hot tea. I'm not a tea drinker. Hmm. But hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Hmm. But they find it somewhere. I don't know where <laughs> they get it from. But um, uh, enjoy that. Watch the uh, podcast or as much of it as you can. And let us know that it's helping. That's why we're doing this. That's right. It's a great so we blessing. Can help. We'll stay at it. We're going to have some more guests coming up and great oh, discussions. And uh, I really think if somebody has uh, a question about uh, how do I do that? How do I put my faith in Christ? How do I ask him to come into my life? How do I get to a point of baptism and understanding yeah. this resurrection? That's why we're doing this is to talk about that. And, uh, and help, in the uh, process, y'all pray for me because Rick picks on me pretty severely. Yeah, yeah. Well, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So... <laughs> Why don't you uh, pray for us? Yeah, real let's quick do and that. Close this out, Father. We thank you so much for today and every day. Thank you for life. We thank you for all the officers and their family members that were touched so greatly uh, by the uh, opportunity that Rick had to minister and to baptize and uh, to talk to them about the saving grace of Jesus the Christ. Father, we thank you for every officer, every family member that's listening or watching today, that you would encourage them for any Lord that would be uh, in despair, whether they're able to say it or talk about it or not. Father, open their heart up to you and begin to touch them now. We thank you and praise you for your resurrection power Mm -hmm. that dwells in us and is able to quicken us in every way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Hey, hit that bell. Subscribe. Um, share. And, uh, share. Put us a little note in the, in the comments. We love you. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> God bless you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life. And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you and we'll see you soon.